welcome back, you degenerate listeners, to the next installment of the Winning Our Wagers podcast. After a week hiatus, I am still your host, Joe, and with me, as always, is Ryan. Ryan, how are, how the hell are you? Yeah, Joey, good. Uh, this is take number two. We had some technical difficulties, or I shouldn't even say we. You had technical difficulties. You're using a laptop that was built in the 90s to do this podcast. Uh, so some struggles there. Uh, what did I lead off on the first time yesterday, Joe? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, the NFL is bonkerland. Nobody knows what's going on. Uh, I feel like I've never watched, studied, or researched anything regarding the game of football in my life because teams that should not be winning are beating teams that should be winning the Super Bowl. Joey, it is banana lands out there. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible what's going on right now. I actually got sent something in our fantasy football Discord chat because you obviously don't ever go on that, so you wouldn't know. Uh, But someone sent a picture. I don't know who determined this, but it showed the ADP of the top 30 players, how they were drafted. So, like, CMC was the first RB taken, and Kelsey was the first tight end taken around number seven, their current position, and then the difference in where they were drafted and where they're currently performing. Ryan, I've never seen so many double digits in my life, which you could say, like, oh, if I drafted the 10th wide receiver and he's performing at wide receiver 20, it's not a good pick, but it's not an awful pick. There's negative 30s all over this board, too. It's incredible. Um, A lot of this due to injury, some due to underproduction, like Stephon Diggs, if I remember correctly, has not actually um, been hurt by any means, but he's drafted as the third wide receiver off the board. He's currently sitting at wide receiver 22. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is way down. Kelvin Ridley, who hasn't been playing but was shit, um, he's way down there. A.J. Brown, C.E.H., George Kittle, Keenan Allen, Scary Terry, um, David Montgomery, all these players are way below where they were drafted. Some due to injuries, some not. It's been a crazy season, I think, so far. Somehow you and I are up, up money, which is fantastic. I think things will start to even out here shortly, and I think we're about to hit our stride um, gambling right now. Yeah, I hope so, right? We had that kind of refresh after week one where some weird shit happened. I mean, if anything, it's just kind of proven out the parity, I guess, overall in the NFL, you know, this season and, you know, what the NFL would love to have is exactly what's happening. So, um, obviously, I know we'll rein it in a bit. The good teams are still going to tend to continue to, to win these games. So, a few outliers, and uh, hopefully we can get back, you know, ahead of the curve here uh, moving forward. Yep. One thing that I'll admit has been a shortcoming for us is we have not been looking at the injury report as, as much. Ryan, you and I talk during the week. We sit down and record this. We talk after this podcast. This isn't our only football talk of the week. We do a lot more on top of this, and that's probably why um, you're in my personal betting has probably been a little bit more successful in the bets we've been putting out. So I do want to do a little bit better for the listeners, listener maybe, <laughs> that we have here Um So I think we need to look into the injury report because this is something I usually look more into on Sunday morning, but we have, it's now Saturday, we have the Friday injury report. The only few players right now that are questionable are true game time decisions, or at least should be, or we should at least have a decent idea of who is actually um, going to play or not, despite the questionable tag. Uh, If you can hear JJ barking in the background, he is a little unhappy right now. He just got a bath, but I think he and my wife are leaving shortly to go have a I think go into like some sort of farmer's market or whatever, um, or breakfast. I don't know. All I know is I got some time time after this to kind of take a nap or peace and quiet, whatever I want to do. So, um, all right. Anyway, let's kind of dive into it, Ryan. We have Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is limited uh, with a chance to return. We have Sam Darnold likely not going to play. They did sign Cam Newton. I don't think he's going to get the nod this week. I think it's going to be P.J. Walker, and honestly, I think P.J. Walker is probably better than Cam Newton. P.J. Walker is one of those guys in the uh, – 
not the AAF, the XFL, and he played really well. He was actually on one of the teams I was betting. I think it was Houston, um, who I was betting pretty commonly. Um, so I actually think it's going to be an upgrade at quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, we have the Jets, Zach Wilson, doubtful. Let's be real. Mike White's starting until he takes a shit because Mike White is everyone's favorite player right now. Except for me, Ryan, I think Mike White comes out and throws three picks in the first half against uh, whoever the Jets play this week. I haven't, I don't have that up yet. Buffalo. Buffalo, yep. Uh, running backs, Chase Edmonds is likely out, which means that you're going to get all of James Conner again. He obviously went nuts last week, and I think he was the highest scoring running back um, in the entire slate. Zach Moss is questionable with concussion. He could be cleared. If not, Devin Singletary is going to get more carries. Nick Chubb is out with COVID. So is Demetric Felton. That means Dernis Johnson is going to be getting the starting role. So if you were looking at DFS... He's going to be the chalk of the chalk because he's going to be super cheap. But, Ryan, I think with this system, at the price you're going to get the starting running back, this is one of those systems, even though I love Nick Chubb and think he's great, I think this is going to be a smash spot for DFS purposes. So, Dernis Johnson, I'm going to tell you right now, Ryan, he's going to be in our lineups this week. Uh, we got Jamal Williams, who is out, which means more DeAndre Swift, but maybe some Jamar Jefferson. We know that uh, Anthony Lynn cannot give his number one running back, all the carries. I don't know if he knows what the term bell cow means. He probably thinks it's an actual bell hanging around, you know, different cows around the farm. He probably doesn't actually understand it means getting all the carries, but uh, something to consider. Maybe Jamar Jefferson, a few touches for fantasy purposes, probably priced out minimally on DFS. James Robinson looks to be back, I believe, um, but if he can't, Carlos Hyde is going to see a lot more touches this week. Someone who's been getting some uh, receptions in the meantime. Um, Justin Jackson, now that's not uh, important. Uh, Damien Harris has a concussion. So does Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, so both these guys could be out, which means it could be J.J. Taylor and Brandon Bolden at the helm of this uh, Patriots rushing attack. I don't know if we'll get an answer on this one until 1130 on Sunday morning, assuming that you're in the central time zone. But, Ryan, I think I'm going to start either one of these guys. Um, even though Cleveland's defense is pretty good, I do think getting a bell cow between Harris or Stevenson is worth a start for fantasy purposes and DFS purposes, something I'd be interested in. Alvin Kamara is out, which means Mark Ingram leads the backfield. Woof. I don't want any part of that. Uh, Tevin Coleman is uh, healthy, but obviously we know there's been a big rotation uh, at the running back position with Michael Carter typically leading the way and Ty Johnson second. And then Elijah Mitchell was limited, but I do believe he plays against the Rams. Uh, I think it should be a pretty good matchup, especially with Jermichael Hasty out there. For wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins uh, questionable. I don't know in this offense who I upgrade at wide receiver if Hopkins is out, but it is definitely something to take note of. Uh, for the Broncos, Tim Patrick, sorry, sad face for you, Ryan. He is uh, questionable, and he is limited this week. That may buff up uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy a little bit, especially since Jerry Judy seems to be um, already back to the alpha role at wide receiver, at least the you know target main target guy for uh, the Denver Broncos there. We have Keenan Allen, who's questionable, but he should be okay for the game. If he is out by any reason, Mike Williams must start, especially against the Vikings. I think he's going to be a must start regardless. I think he has a great game against the Vikings, but I think with Keenan out, it's even bigger. Uh, next thing we have, Saints' Ty Montgomery is out. Woohoo. Uh, the Jets, we have Corey Davis is questionable. It looks like he should, or no, sorry, he was questionable. He is now upgraded to full. He should play, uh, which means he will probably be the main target beneficiary from Mike White this week. We'll see how that goes. For the Steelers, Chase Claypool didn't practice again. It does not look like he's going to play versus the Lions, which means Deontay Johnson is going to get a hell of a lot of targets, and James Washington might actually step into a productive role for the Steelers as well. So he might be a cheap option for DFS purposes. I see you shaking your head, but it's okay. 
Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chris Godwin, got in a limited practice. He's going to play. Antonio Brown didn't practice again. It looks like he's going to miss the game. So for my money, Ryan, Mike Evans. You need to play Mike Evans this week. I think this is a game where Tampa is going to absolutely smash. I believe they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites or something around there. Mike Evans is a big play this week. Uh, for the Titans, we have A.J. Brown. He was rested, but he's going to play versus the Saints. Julio may be out. Who cares at this point? I mean, are, is anyone actually starting Julio Jones in their fantasy team, Ryan? Uh, I did last week, but that's because Judy wasn't full-time back and they had a couple buys. So not the worst uh, you know, second flex if you have two. Yeah, I just I, I have no faith in Julio. I drafted him in a league in like the eleventh round. It was a eight team league, so we got him late and we actually dropped him a few weeks ago. It was actually thirty minutes before kickoff on Sunday, and then that was the week where uh uh Michael Pittman ended up scoring like two or three touchdowns or something. So that was a good move for us. Uh and then for the last couple players here to round this out, we have Johnny Smith remain limited, but he should play, which means Hunter Ren- Hunter Henry will not see as big of a role if he does play, but if he does not play, Hunter Henry, again, fantasy-wise, could be a decent start. And then finally, we have Rob Gronkowski is out again. Again, fire up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Mike Evans, going to be a good play there. So now that we know that, Ryan, let's dive into the uh, meat and potatoes. First, let me know, what were your thoughts on the shitty Thursday night game with the Ravens and the Dolphins? Yeah, I mean, the most interesting thing was in the second half, the Dolphins put seven guys on the line, I think, and just didn't decide to cover anybody, right? Played man, and the Ravens had nothing to do, and they had no answer for it, absolutely nothing. Uh, receivers looked like they struggled to get open, um, but they didn't really have a lot of time. Uh, Lamar, who's typically great at running, was basically neutered doing that as well. Just a bad game overall. Uh, I don't think Lamar played particularly great. Um, I think that if you if you can't figure something out to stop uh, the all-out blitz that they ran pretty much every single play in the second half, um, it just, I don't know, I don't know if the offensive coordinator was sleeping, if it's the early game on the Thursday. Uh, I, I saw a comment, Joey, like, are, are we sure this game's not being played in London? <laughs> like, London usually gets its normal shitty matchup game. But, yeah, just uh, kind of bizarre world. I mean, I get it, the Dolphins have a decent defense, but... Um, Jacoby Brissett, they injured him, and then Tua comes in and probably was better than Brissett was. Like, why is Tua the backup and help and playing if he wasn't starting the game? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You? No, I, I didn't understand that either. My guess is maybe he was on his way back from injury, and he wasn't maybe 100%, but they said he was good enough to play, but they didn't think he was at 100%, so maybe... I don't know. Jacoby Brissett at 100% was better than the 75% Tua. Maybe that's the way they looked at it. But, yeah, I was also surprised to see uh, Tua step into that game with Brissett starting, which that was surprising to me, but that's the only thing I could think of for that. Uh, next matchup, uh, we have Jacksonville traveling to Indianapolis, where the Colts are 10.5-point favorites. Uh, Joe, what are your initial thoughts on this one? So everyone's going to be looking at the Jaguars thinking, hey, they just beat the Buffalo Bills. Maybe Trevor Lawrence has figured it out. They're going to be playing pretty good. Uh, the Colts just had a, uh, you know, a, a pretty close matchup, I think. I'm trying to think. When they played on they Thursday played the against Jets the Jets. They won by 15, yeah. but they almost got backdoor covered. Yeah, because Mike White is everybody's you know greatest direction right now. Uh, to me, this one screams. Josh Johnson because he got knocked out that game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Early on. Um, yeah, Josh Johnson. I, I still can't believe that. But anyway, um, the Jaguars aren't ready. They're they're not a, you know, they're a team that's better than last year, but that's like saying that your one-year-old nephew is now a year older and he's two and he could beat up another one-year-old. Like, who cares? Like, that doesn't do anything for you. So I think 
the Colts minus 10.5 is a good bet, and it's definitely one I am okay teasing, and I think I already have this week. So this is something where, um, at minimum, I'm going to tease this down to, you know, at 10.5, I'll take a a 6.5 point teaser, get it down to um, 3 if I can. Otherwise, honestly, under a touchdown is fine with me. I could take it at minus 5.5 and sleep like a baby. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think that's a fairly safe play. Um, ten and a half, the way the Colts have kind of let these teams back in these games toward the end makes me a little bit worried for ten and a half number. But um, anything north of six or anything below seven is, is is a pretty good bet here, in my opinion. Yep. Next on the docket, we have the Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots. Patriots are, I want to say, about two-point favorites. This is one and a half here. I've seen it bounce between one and a half and two and a half. Uh, thoughts on this game? Yeah, this was a game, um, it's going to be an interesting one with Chubb out. Miles Garrett, I think, is still questionable to play, um, maybe even doubtful. But um, I don't know what to expect. New England's playing better. You know, Cleveland now, maybe without the cancer of Odell Beckham, maybe they find a way to get this done. You know, they can still be able to run the ball probably decently with Dearness Johnson because that offensive line is pretty good. Um, I mean, the Browns are a better football team, but are they going to go win this game on the road? That's the question. I so we we talked about this yesterday when we were attempting to record this podcast and I was having some major difficulties but Ryan um I liked Cleveland Browns earlier in the week. I think the Patriots are a good team. I do. I honestly think that they're over 500 um at least that's how they've been playing and I think that's how they're going to continue to play. We talked about it prior to the season. I also think the Browns are pretty good and I think the Browns have been laying a little low. I think obviously they're missing Nick Chubb who is maybe my favorite running back in the entire NFL, which is weird to say for a Browns player, but that's because I loved him uh, before he came to the NFL and was drafted by Cleveland, the Cleveland Steamers. But this one, I still think the Browns have a good chance to win this. The Patriots' defense is good. They've been playing pretty well offensively. It looks like Mac Jones is honestly playing the part right now, which is pretty cool. Um, But with Cleveland, their defense is still pretty good. They're going to be able to get pressure up front, I think, without having to blitz. I think that's going to cause a little bit of trouble for Mac Jones, and that typically does for the Patriots offense. And if you can run the ball effectively against the Patriots and keep it away from them, I think that's the recipe to win, and I think Cleveland actually comes out and wins this game outright. I would take Cleveland, you know, plus two or whatever. I would like a higher number, but it's not – this is not something I've considered teasing yet, but I may actually at this point. But I, I think Cleveland still wins this game outright. I think I'm on the money line. Yeah, and if you're going to be on it, I think you're going to. I think the money line is a better bet here. You know, plus two points. I mean, sure, maybe there's a possibility that the Patriots win by one or something like that. But um, I would be more comfortable with getting the plus odds and taking Cleveland on the money line here in a game that, in in theory, they should win. I mean, if Garrett plays, I think they still have a pretty good shot to win it, and you're getting them at a plus odds. So I don't mind that, and they have to jump in on that too. Next one we have here is we have the Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys at home, favored by nine points. Ryan, how much do you like Dallas in this one? Yeah, Dallas should win this game, right? Um, I think this is going to be a fairly high-scoring game that Dallas defense couldn't stop. Uh, Denver last week, who has not had a great offense by any means, I think that you're starting to see Dallas's defense kind of regress back to the norm a little bit after a hot start. If they're not getting those interceptions, obviously, by Trayvon Diggs, then that's going to, you know, lead to some big plays because his numbers overall have not been amazing despite the interceptions. So uh, a little worried, you know, the Cowboys kind of pooped themselves. Dak's first game back was completely underwhelming. I get it. It was against a good Denver defense. Um, You know, nine points here, Joey, you know, a few weeks ago, this is probably a no brainer bet. 
you know, this may be another good option to tease down. Dallas should win this game, especially at home. Yeah, so especially you coming off the terrible, terrible loss last week. Ryan, we talked about this weeks and weeks ago. That's what we like to do. Take teams that are good teams coming off an embarrassing loss, especially when they're coming up against a spash spot against a bad opponent. Did the Falcons play well last week against New Orleans? Yes. Does that mean anything to me? Absolutely not. We know what the Falcons are. They're a four, maybe five win team. Dallas Cowboys, despite honestly being you know, a little underwhelming, I think, at times and have been the last few years despite, uh, despite having a lot of good talent on the team, they're a much better team than the Falcons. Are they nine points better? Maybe not, but I think this week they will be nine points better. So I'm okay taking them outright as nine-point favorites. This is a huge game I am definitely going to use in multiple teasers because I think Dallas for sure wins this, and at minus nine, you can tease it down to minus three comfortably. Next one we have, it's going to be pretty much the same thing, Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Buffalo road favorites of 13.5 points. Thoughts on the Mike White Jets and the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I mean, this should be a get-right game for Buffalo. I'm probably just going to steer clear of this. Um, kind of like the, the Chiefs here, the Buffalo's kind of falter a little bit. Um, you know, they, they got on a little bit of a streak, and then the last couple games has been a little underwhelming with against components opponents that they should be beating up. So um, I'm probably running away from this here, Joe. You know, maybe if you tease it something and get it down to six and a half or whatever, I mean, they should win this game. But I'm not going to lie, I'm, Michael Carter's been really good for the Jets. The fact that they've had any sort of passing attack has lended him to be a little bit more useful. Um, so I I don't know. I don't think the Jets are going to win, obviously. But Mike White, if you haven't watched, Joey, he can throw the ball, right? I don't think he's – I think he can still be prone to some interceptions. But he throws a nice pass. Um, he's made Elijah Moore and these other guys, Crowder, useful. So um, I'm still a little bit worried there um, about what that final is going to be. Obviously, if Buffalo's rolling the game – Probably isn't going to keep close because no one can keep up with them. But just a game I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bet on. So I'm going to say two things. One, Buffalo, is, I believe, had a tough time putting teams away since, you know, week two, week three, week four. I think they absolutely obliterated a few teams after the Steelers beat them week one. Since then, I think Buffalo has had a little bit of difficulty put t- putting teams away. Uh, so I definitely think that's something worth considering. Two, I agree with Michael Carter Against Buffalo, teams have been running fairly effectively um, lately, and specifically, they've been giving up a lot of receptions to running backs. So I actually like Michael Carter. Really good at catching out of the backfield. Yes. However, Mike White's average depth of target is like five to six yards. That is low. He is not stretching the ball downfield. If teams start to adapt, they get they bring the safeties up. They have one guy deep maybe to limit the deep ball, and they are able to stack seven, eight in the box. I think Mike White is going to be figured out, and I think it happens this week. I think Buffalo, after last week's embarrassing loss to the Jags, they went home. Sean McDermott and everyone – did I say that? Yeah, Sean McDermott, right? Yeah. They went home. He sat down. He goes – we're going to watch film, we're going to figure this the fuck out, and we're going to win this game. He is not going to lose again. So, do I love Buffalo minus 13.5? I think no. I believe right now I actually have the Jets at plus 13.5 on my picks because of what we just mentioned, maybe able to keep the game close. I also would not be surprised to see the Bills win by 35 because I know they're pissed off. I know they're one of the best teams in football, which, honestly, what does that even mean right now? Because we've seen a lot of teams play like shit. I truly don't know who the best team in football is right now, to be honest. Um, but I think the Bills come out and they're frothing at the mouth and they are going to hit the Jets real hard right in the mouth. So to me, teasing this one down at 13 and a half, teasing it down to anything between seven and five and a half 
is the route to go. So I believe if you tease this six and a half points, you would get it minus seven, if my math is correct. So that would be the route I would go. And we just mentioned another game where I would consider doing that with. Uh, Indy minus ten and a half. To me, Ryan, that is I'm gonna lock it in now as one of one of our bets of the week at Buffalo and Indy teaser. Well, the next one we're going to dive into here, Joey, is a game that uh, in between you and I here, we're probably on opposite sides. I think you couldn't be any more wrong on a single game than you are on this one. Uh, we have New Orleans traveling to play the Titans at home. We have a Derek Henryless Titans. We have an Alvin Kamara-less Saints. We have a Jameis Winstonless Saints. And Joey still thinks that the, the Saints are going to come in and keep the game relatively close against the Titans at home. I do not argue that the Titans um, are it, – it, the Henry loss is massive for them. But, but with Kamara out this week um, and not having their, straight, their normal starting quarterback in, this could be one of those lower-scoring games, so I don't doubt that. Tennessee is going to win this game, though. Their defense, they're not amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but you know they can make some things happen as evident as by what happened against the Rams last week. Uh, Joey – they still have some weapons. A.J. Brown is far and away the best offensive player right now in the field between these two. Julio Jones, maybe he suits up. They still have Adrian Peterson. They have the other guy, McNichols. Um, I think they're going to find a way here, unquestionably. Titans, Joey, I think I got it at minus 2.5. I just don't see, you know, when you take away a team's best running back, arguably the best running back in the league fantasy-wise this year behind Derrick Henry, and he's just gone, and now you have Taysom Hill, and Trevor Simeon at quarterback or whatever the hell they're doing. No Michael Thomas. Don't get me wrong, they got a decent defense. They got absolutely torched by Ryan by by Matt Ryan last week in an offense that has been faltering and weird this whole season. They came out and had a decent game, especially with no Calvin Ridley. Um, just give me the Titans here, Joey. I can't think you're any more wrong than you are in this one. That's okay. Uh, Ryan, we've talked about this off air. We know Tennessee went to LA and embarrassed LA. Uh on I believe that was Sunday night last week. That honestly, yes, I was very surprised. But when you think about you it, you weren't just surprised. You said there's no way that Tennessee wins that game because you were going to yeah. hedge out and make a bunch of money. And I said, uh, how, you're like, how do they win this game? And I said, uh, they score touchdowns and they make a few defensive plays, and that's exactly what they did. They don't need yeah. to do much here. They get a turnover against the Saints here. This game could flip very, very easily. Who's more prone to throw an interception this game, Ryan Tannehill or Buttfuck on the Saints? I think it's going to be a running game by the Saints. They're going to lean heavily on Taysom Hill to move the ball. They're not going to be throwing very deep. I think this is just playing into Tennessee's hands in Tennessee here. I think for that exact reason, though, that's why I like the Saints. You just mentioned how they're going to go about it on offense. They're going to use a lot of Taysom Hill. They're going to run a lot with Mark Ingram, which makes me sick to my stomach to even say. But I think they're going to control the football. Tennessee's defense is bad. I know they've actually played not that terribly, but their actual talent on defense is bad. Their offensive line is maybe at best average, maybe a little bit decent, but they're not great. This was the definition of a system made by the running back. I know we don't talk about that that often because we talk about systems. Derrick Henry was the system here, and this is one of the few instances that's the case. Tennessee's not going to be able to run the ball that well. 
Uh, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is very good. I know everyone's like, oh, he's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL the last couple years. That's because he had Derrick Henry behind him. Now he doesn't. Now defenses know exactly what the Titans are going to do. They're going to try to run the ball. They're probably not going to be that effective. He's going to throw it to A.J. Brown because Julio Jones isn't going to play because he's always fucking hurt, and that's why you shouldn't have drafted Julio Jones. No one should have, including me, and I did in the league, but again, 11th round. It was an auction draft where I got him for like $6. Yeah, that's fine. That wasn't targeted at you. That was just to the world. Julio Jones, not a great player. Um, he's never healthy. Sorry, he's a great player. He's never healthy. He's not a good actual NFL player because he's never on your team. Yeah. Um, So what do the Titans have? Saints defense is still pretty good. I know they had a bad week last week. They're going to be able to run the ball against the Titans. I think they control it. I think this game stays close. Don't blame me for taking Tennessee minus three, but this is more me, Ryan, talking Tennessee looking to the future too. This is not a team you want to continue to back, especially after this week. So enough on that anyway. Next game, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Washington football team. Tampa Bay minus nine and a half, Ryan. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how much do you like them? Yeah, I mean, probably should just take them at the nine and a half here because they could roll them, but obviously a big candidate for a good tease here because they're going to win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, another six point, six and a half point teaser, get them down to minus three. Um, Again, with Buffalo, Dallas, Tampa, Indy. I'm good with all of them under five and a half. If you want to do literally five and a half alt line, um, parlay of all four of those you might actually get decent odds like plus 250 or something but i do like teasing this is going to be another one of the teasers i think this is a good one to tease um dallas and tampa because i need to look at the actual lines i know they've kind of adjusted a little bit um but i think the saints uh sorry i think the buccaneers win this outright i think they probably cover two that's what i have in my football picks i don't think washington's going to be able to do jack shit against them you can't run against the bucks washington can't pass the football I don't believe Antonio Gibson's been getting many touches. Um, they've been doing like a three-way with J.D. Uh, McKissick. And then what's the other dude? Uh, his name escapes me right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I completely forgot the guy. I don't know. Some dude that should not be owned for fantasy purposes. And he last week, Ryan, they all got 11 touches. All three of them exactly. What What is that? I don't understand. So Washington defense isn't as good. Buccaneers defense still very good. The only thing you can do is pass against them. Washington can't pass the football. So the only way possible that the Buccaneers don't keep this one at least by multiple touchdowns is if Washington somehow realizes that they can throw the ball, which would surprise me a lot. Tampa Bay minus 9.5, good bet. Yeah, Tampa off a bye too here, right? So they had an extra week to figure this out. I think Washington's coming off a bye, correct? Um, I I think that's correct. No, I just said last week I believe they had 11 touches apiece, those three running backs. Maybe that was just the last game, but I thought it was last week. Moving on, um, our next game, while Joey checks that, uh, we have Detroit facing off in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Uh, Steelers are a nine-point favorite. Uh, Joey, question, are the Lions going to win a game this season? Not this week. I'm not falling into that trap. But <laughs> Are they going to um, win a game this season? Yeah. Ugh. Dude, they are bad. So I know we weren't on them before the season, and we knew they were bad. I think we called them the second-worst team in football all along. They played some close games early in the year, but holy shit, Ryan, they became the team we thought they were. So, to answer your question, no, I don't think so. Well, I think they've been close enough that they probably should have won a game at this point. Um, the thing that worries me here for the Steelers, and this is a line I think if you're betting this, is to stay far the fuck away. Uh, Steelers could win this game. They, they should win this game. But that nine points, Joey, I think is a little bit tough. Uh, the Steelers... 
did not beat the Bears. Um, we can't even. We can really get into that if we want to. I don't think we the need to. I think everyone watched that game, and we all know the officiating game, was so bad. The worst officiated game probably of the season to this date. A rogue, Which is really saying something. Yeah, bullshit taunting call. You have the referee hip checking Marsh. Like the whole thing was just a fucking sham. Not to say that the Steelers could not have still won the game, but they would have been forced to score a touchdown on their final possession, which would have forced the Bears then to only what the Bears would have then needed. Uh, they probably would have had to score a touchdown again, I think. Then, however, it still would have changed. It, it definitely changed the game. But um, the Steelers just—they don't put these teams away. Like they're—they're nope. they're always in games every week that like are close. No matter what happens, what's going on. Every game is freaking close. Joey, I'm going to look it up here and see the biggest like difference in their games, especially the games that they win. Like their biggest margin of a win at this point was week 1 against Buffalo and they won by they won by 7 points. Yep. Oh, let's take that back. Sorry. Denver was 12. No, yeah, Denver was 8. So yeah, right? It's it they're just they're not murdering teams. No. And teams that they should murder like probably the Bears, right? Especially at home. They should have murdered Seattle. Didn't do that. They could have probably beat Denver by more. I mean, they their offense is so held back by an awful, aged-out, dead quarterback and an offensive line that is obviously not very good. Najee Harris has been playing phenomenal. If he had a quarterback, Joey, this guy's probably—I mean, he's probably marginally top ten best of the season almost so far. Uh, fantasy-wise, he's been productive, especially where people were getting him at. Um, I'm worried here about a trap with that spread. I would run away from the Steelers here, uh, minus nine. Yeah, so I, I'm as a Steelers fan, I'll tell you the Steelers have had trouble putting teams away, even when their offense was absolutely incredible three, four years ago, and they were putting up forty a week. Their defense was shit back then. I've never watched the Steelers game except for one that comes to mind. I believe it was a Thursday night football game against the Panthers. They were up like forty at halftime. It was like the craziest occurrence of ever. I was so happy. I was watching it at work. Um, I don't think I've ever watched a Steelers game and been comfortable in the second half. Like, honestly, ever. They always seemingly let teams back in, and that's, you know, maybe it's a bad thing against the coach, but I still think Tomlin's a great coach. Um, they always have a weakness. Right now, obviously, their offense isn't doing that well. Their defense keeps them in games in the first half, and then they get tired in the second half because they've been playing balls to the wall for, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes at that point. Um to me, Lions plus nine is going to be my pick and bet. I'm not going to bet this one. I think the Steelers still win. Uh, but I think Lions plus nine might be the bet. I will say, though, after last week, Steelers are probably a little bit embarrassed coming off Monday night in that shit show and, uh, you know, basically getting helped by the refs quite a bit. I could see him covering this one, but smart money is, you know, Lions plus nine, or at least I should say smart pick. My money's being nowhere, uh, going to be nowhere near this game. Yeah, you want to float a thrower tease in there? Tease up Detroit here to like plus 16, plus 17. I just don't see the Steelers just stepping on somebody's throat like that, but. Yeah, I'm probably running away from it, but that game worries me. I'm not going to be completely shocked if the Lions find a way here. I don't think it's going to happen, but at some point I think they're going to win a game, and I worry here um, that could be a little bit of letdown for the Steelers after escaping what should have been a loss last week. Yeah, the only way I take Lions, or any way I put any money on this game, is if I do a $1, what, 12-leg, I don't know how many teams are nah, on by this do, week. No, all you got to do yeah. is take the, the Lions money line for a dollar, and you'll win like $4. Yeah, no thanks. Um, anyway, next game up, I think should be the game of the week here, Ryan. We have the Minnesota Vikings, and I don't know about you, anytime I hear or say or think Minnesota Vikings, it's always in Lizzo's voice. Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Every I time. wasn't yep. thinking that at that point, and now yep. my day is ruined, so thank you. Yep, 
your life is ruined because that's the only thing I hear when I see, read, think that. Anyway, uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers two and a half. Ryan, thoughts on this game? Ooh, you know, I don't know if there's much of a home field advantage for the Chargers, right? I mean, they just, the team just doesn't fill out there in LA. They're coming far from where they were in San Diego. So it's, to me, this is kind of more like almost neutral site venue. Um, is this afternoon game, by the way? Yes. Okay. These are just two teams, Joey, that have been so like inconsistent and up and down where games where you think one will win, uh, they don't, and then where they should lose, they come back and win. Um, they're very comparable in a lot of ways, I think, in that in, in that way. But um, obviously, I think this could be decently high scoring. Both defenses don't strike fear into anybody. Uh, the Chargers, Joe, I think are probably going to give up maybe 6,000 rushing yards in this game. Uh, this is a good spot here for Dalvin Cook as well. Um, if I had to pick, probably going with the Chargers here, but I think this game is more of a pick em than an actual spread. Uh, big, big matchup here for Mike Williams. He was covered by Slay last week. Um, people are writing him off. This is going to be a sneaky little spot for Mike Williams. And again, like you mentioned, if Keenan Allen's out, watch for Jalen Guyton. He may make an appearance here as well. Uh, wouldn't be surprised, Joey, to see this game fly north of 60. Yeah, we don't have totals on this, to be honest, Ryan. I'm not going to even bother with totals. Um, we need to get right. We need to make some money this week, especially for our listeners. So why well, didn't even write them down this week? Not even a consideration for me. Um, I agree with everything you said. This should be a huge smash spot for uh, Dalvin Cook. The, the Chargers are not a good run defense team. Uh, past defense, they've been a lot better, and they've been a solid unit overall. But you can definitely run against them and run the Minnesota Vikings' will. I think they've shown that even when they're losing, they have no problem just turning around and handing it to Cook because why pass the ball five, six, seven yards at a time when you have a running back just eating turf five, six, seven yards a carry? So especially when the defense is playing a little bit relaxed because I think you're going to throw it. So I think this game is close. However, I think the Chargers are better than the Vikings. I think the Vikings are still a good team. I mean, before the season, we pegged them as a nine-win team. Um, their defense has actually been okay, which is kind of surprising because they were absolute dog shit last year. But they still have their warts. I trust Justin Herbert. I think, um, I'm trying to remember, I think it was two weeks ago, the Chargers looked like shit, or maybe it was three, and then they had the bye week. Last week, they had the Eagles. They got ran all over by the Eagles, which I don't know what the Eagles are doing themselves, and we'll kind of get to that here in a second. Um, I, I think this is a game the Chargers win. I will take the home team less than three points, especially the team I do think is better, and the Vikings do have to travel. Ryan, the game is 3.05 Central Time. So to me, I like the Chargers. That is a, a bet that I think I want to lock in this week, although I do think it will be a relatively close game. That's why I'm not playing this over three points. Yeah, I think I can get on that with you. I think the Chargers here need this game, but it's going to be tight. I, uh, I'm still a little hesitant, but um, definitely a good game to watch. Yeah, this is a single unit bet. This is not a three unit bet, just to clarify that one. Yeah, those are coming down later. Yes. <laughs> the uh, next one we have, the Carolina Panthers at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, I believe, 10.5 points. This says 10, but I believe it's up to 10.5. Uh, thoughts on this game? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what Carolina does uh, if they're not playing Sam Darnold. I think this is an actually decent matchup, and Arizona can give up some big play chunk running yards. Um, if McCaffrey gets let off the leash completely, this could be a pretty decent spot for him. Cardinals worry me, Joey. Um, I kind of spaced out. I don't know if you talked about Kyler Murray. Is he 100% back? I didn't talk about this game. All I did was introduce it. Uh, with Kyler Murray, I believe he is questionable, but they, he's expected to play. 
Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are just a really good team, though, right? I mean, about all these teams that have sputtered this year, this is the one team that really hasn't yet. Um, winning a game with their backup against the team that everybody in the NFL wanted to jerk off, the Niners, which I have still no idea why anyone was on them like they were. Um, so Cardinals are going to win this game. Ten points worries me a little bit with uh, the Kyler thing because I think Carolina's due for uh, a little bit of regression back to the norm as far as their offense goes, if they can get any sort of quarterback play. Probably sticking away from the 10 number, uh, maybe a little tease here. But, again, you get start teasing down to 7 to get him at 3. I worry about that. Probably a game I'm just kind of steering clear of at this point. Ryan, are the Cardinals the best team in football? I mean, probably right now, right? Every other team's had question marks and losses and everything that's going on. I mean, the Rams, Joey didn't even mention it, got Odell Beckham Jr. Um, that's mm-hmm. a whole, whole other thing there. I don't understand why he went there. Uh, the guy to me, just doesn't seem like somebody that actually gives a shit about winning. No, you could say that, but I just he's just riding on coattails because he's not going to be involved in the offense. I thought there was better opportunities for him to go to someone like the Packers, for instance, to give them a true like second wide receiver guy there behind Devontae Adams. That would have been an interesting matchup, but the guy's a cancer, so like I said, worry about that. But yeah, at this point, I don't know how you don't say the, Pan- the Cardinals are the, probably the best team in football at this point. Are they going to yes. win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Are they the best team right now? Yes. I just want to point out, before the season, we didn't like the Cardinals as much. We said that they would be a good team. I figured they would be, excuse me, a little over 500. I think they're playing above their toes right now. I think they are a good team, but I do not think they're the best team in football. They may be playing like it right now, but Ryan, do you win the Super Bowl on November 14th? I think tomorrow will be. No, but at this point, though, they're probably going to get themselves a home game in the first week of the playoffs. Maybe they don't get that bye. There's going to be a scrapping, you know, a, a fight here for between them, the Rams, and the Bucks to try to get that number one seed and get the bye. I think that bye will be huge. Um, there's going to be some, you know, anytime you can, you know, move forward a week and not have to play somebody, it's an advantage to have to play one less game, get some guys a little bit healthier. Um, that number, that that number one seed bye is going to be big, I think, for for all these guys. Yeah, and, and obviously we're not even talking about the game here. I'm not touching this with but my But to answer money. your question, yep. no, you don't win the Super Bowl yep. on November 13th. But, um, you know, like you said, the team has been playing good. Obviously, if you're rooting for that team, you want them to continue to play well. And they got the job done with the backup, so they're just they're getting it done right now, more so than a lot of these other guys. I just wanted to, like, throw out there that was more of a rhetorical question when I asked you if you could win the Super Bowl on the, on the uh, you know, November 14th. No, but, but I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah I know, I know. yeah, I know. And you brought up valid points, too. But my point was the Cardinals are playing really well now, and I think they are a good team. I still don't think they're the best team. I think when the Rams play them, whenever that is upcoming next, the Rams are going to win by a touchdown or more. Um, I don't know. This is... This, this year has been weird. This is like the actual perfect year for a team like the Cardinals to go win the Super Bowl and then go under 500 next season with no changes whatsoever. Like, that would not surprise me at all. But just want to throw out there, I think Arizona's good. I think they've been playing good. But I, I'm just – I'm not buying into it yet. This is one of those I'm just going to keep watching, keep watching, keep waiting to see what's going on. Um, I did the same thing with the uh, – Carolina Panthers, when Cam Newton was there for his MVP season, they went 15-1, and one, made it to the Super Bowl, and eventually I'm like, all right, let's buy in. Here goes Cam. And then, of course, the Broncos absolutely ass-fucked them. So, Speaking yeah. of, yeah, yeah I, I still can't believe Cam re-signed in Carolina. Like, what um, a full-life circle. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think he's starting. If he is, I might take Arizona minus, like, 20. So I, Cam is just dead. Um, it's not going to be a good thing for anyone there, especially CMC, which poor CMC, if that's the case. Uh it, 
long story short, stay away, to, stay away from this game, but I think I have Panthers plus 10 in my pick. That'll easily change if I find out Cam Newton is the starter. Uh, moving on so we can get this over with, we have the Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are minus 3.5, I believe. Um, I'm going to double check that number real quick here. Yes, 3.5, even money, so that may go down to minus 3 shortly here. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, if that goes to three, you got to take the Packers. Wilson's coming back. Rodgers is coming back. I think he's kind of a spiteful guy. So this is a game that he's going to want to win after all the crap around the COVID and all that stuff. So if he's healthy and playing, Devontae could have a good matchup here. Um, Seattle's not a good team. They weren't really good before Wilson. Um, it remains to be seen if he's going to come back fully healthy, You know, have his chemistry built up with his wide receivers. So, yeah, um, get that down to three. Move it if you have to. Pay the pay pay it, and I would just take Packers minus three and sleep by sleep sleep like a baby. Yeah, I just did a quick Google search, and I don't know how many articles were just posted in the last hour that says that Aaron Rodgers is indeed coming off the COVID list, so he will be back. Um, Russell Wilson will be back, Ryan. I don't know if you watched the hype video, but he he released a hype video for him coming back, which is interesting to me. But he will be back too. I think this will be a fun it. game. Yeah, I think this will be a fun game. I, I don't know why the Seahawks play the Packers every year. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I, I mean, I know they're in the same conference, but it's every single year. I don't know. It uh, does but, seem like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's only because of that. Was that the shitty official game? I believe when they had the replacement refs. Uh yes. Yes, and so since then, I think the NFL just does it so they can talk about the replacement refs and be like, see, look how good our officials are, and then the officials actually suck dick. So yeah, I don't know. This is a interesting game. I think the Packers come out and win. I agree with you. Packers minus three. That's something I'm going to lock in. I'm going to pay the spread, get it down. It should be closer to minus 120. It's about even money right now. Get uh, Save the hook. Hooks always matter, even though I think Green Bay wins by a touchdown. Green Bay minus three, locked in for us. Uh, third to last game, Ryan, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Denver Broncos. Denver three-point favorites at home. Thoughts on this one? Oh, that Philly defense, man, is not very good. The Broncos can shut down the best of them. Um, tough game here, Joe. I I know it's, it's going to be hard to go away from Denver here. I probably lean that way. Um, they just beat a better team in Dallas. They're back at home. Again, that defense, I think they're going to be without Sertain, though, right? Is that correct? Or is that last week? I don't know if he's still hurt. It might be. Worry that, but Hurts is not a grade-A passer. So um, I'm pretty comfortable here leading Denver. Yeah, I lean Denver too. Like you just said, they beat a better Dallas team. I know Dallas looked like shit, but uh, Denver's defense looked pretty good. They got rid of Von Miller. Ryan, Von Miller's done. Like his career is, he's not what he once was. He may still be effective. He still may have a few good plays. Maybe in limited time, he does better with the Rams, which again, another player the Rams just got. Are they all in or what? Like I don't, I don't know how many more moves they can make. To well, at just, least this one didn't cost them anything besides yes. money, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, anyway, uh, Denver at home. The Eagles are not that good. I know they've been playing pretty good. They're going to try to run it. Denver, you can run it a little bit on Denver, but their defense, I think, is better than the Chargers. So, to me, I think Denver is the play at home, and right now you can get them at minus 2.5. So, I think that's where I'm going to play them on that one. All right, looking at Sunday night football, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I don't know if there's another team more up in arms than the Raiders. We know what happened with John Gruden. We know what happened with Henry Ruggs. Feel for that. Uh, I believe it was a girl that he killed and her family. Horrible, horrible, horrible news there. Um, Henry Ruggs deserves everything he gets because that's just, I don't know how you can do what he did. Um, And then they also just released another player because he had a social media post, him holding guns and throwing out death threats. 
to I don't the know fans what's going, of the Raiders. I don't I don't know what's going on with Las Vegas. I mean, I I really can't explain it, Ryan. This team is falling apart. I think there's two ways to look at this, and this is probably a dumb comment, but either the Raiders are sitting down, talking amongst themselves, realizing we need to get right and we need to play well, or they're just going to fall apart. Because how do you play with all this news going on? Uh, to me, it's going to be the latter. I know the Chiefs haven't looked that good. I realize that. I'm not stupid. But do you really think this is going to be the Chiefs team until January? I don't Maybe. think so. I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs Maybe. figured out. Are they going to be the best team in football again? No, but I do think they figure it out. And all they have to do is go to Las Vegas. It's not a terrible place to go. Uh, obviously, the Raiders are all up in arms. They're in shambles right now. And KC, you're getting them at less than a field goal. I think KC minus two and a half is an easy bet. Am I going to, you know, be ready to cash my ticket the instant the game starts? No, but would I be surprised at all if Kansas City's up twenty-one nothing in the third quarter or sorry the second quarter? No, so I like KC minus two and a half. Yeah, I still worry. I honestly don't know if I'm comfortable enough doing that. I don't blame you, Joey. Um, get it? Scared money don't make money. However, I am just they Kansas City can't. They don't cover anything. I know two and a half isn't even much. They just don't cover anything. It. They've struggled all year. The only time they did was we had that free $300 bet on them against the Eagles, and the Eagles are stink. The Raiders, despite everything, they do have a good home field advantage. I don't disagree there. Um, that crowd gets going for them. They've played well there. They've had distractions. The Gruden thing, they've already played a game since Ruggs. They lost this other guy. but He might have just been an asshole, and people are happy that he's gone. Um, so, yeah, Chiefs should win this game, but they've played dog shit right now. So, um, they, they probably lost against the Packers. Joey, did they play any other team last week in the NFL aside from the Jordan Love Packers? Do they win that game? I don't think so. I really don't. They won by, what, six points against a terrible Jordan Love? I mean, that team was going to lose to pretty much anybody last week except the Packers had they played them. So um, I'm not going to bet this game. I'm going to let the Chiefs get it right, and I'll figure it out and bet them after that, but until this point, I'm steering away from this. Okay, that's fine. Last game we have, Ryan, we have the L.A. Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. We've already talked about we didn't like the 49ers. thought it in my head I didn't say it out loud, at least I don't think. Ryan, we had to, we had to bet under 10.5 wins for the 49ers preseason. Looking back now, why didn't I put my entire DK balance on it? The 49ers are shit. They are not good. We knew it before the season. We said that they would finish last. Oh, sorry. I said they'd finish last in the division. You agreed they would suck, but you thought Seattle would finish below them, which could happen. Yeah. Looking like it could, yeah. They're both terrible. <laughs> There's no defense there. We both thought they'd finish in the bottom half of the division um, under a team that we thought would be close to 500 with the Arizona Cardinals. Ryan, the 49ers suck. The Rams are coming off an embarrassing, embarrassing loss to the Titans. And I know they have to go to San Fran, but how far is L.A. from San Fran? Probably far. I don't know. It's California. I don't know anything about California other than it's a bunch of hippies. It's not that far. It's like five or six hours. Rams minus three and a half. How many units are we placing on this? Yeah, the only question is here is how much are you going to bet on the Rams? That's literally it. I did a nice two-uniter. I got it down to three earlier in the week when it was sitting at three and a half. Um, I probably doesn't make that much of a difference, that hook. But if you feel a little bit more comfortable, um, go ahead and do it. There's just I don't see a scenario here where the Rams are going to lose this game. Joey, probably a, a, an agreement. This is the bet of the week. Absolutely, bet of the week. Lock it in. L.A. Rams minus three and a half. If you're scared because you're like, oh, they looked like shit last week, and the 49ers are at home, this bet's not for you. But that means you're also not betting appropriately. 
L.A. Rams, minus three and a half, bet of the week. So, Ryan, to recap, our bets that we have here is we have a teaser of the Indianapolis Colts, minus ten and a half, and the Dallas Cowboys, minus nine. Try to get those numbers. If you do a teaser, at least six, try to get them. I think a six-point teaser is enough on that. You get Dallas down to minus three, and you have Indy at four and a half. Indy's going to win by more than a touchdown. I'm not worried about it. I think that's good enough so you don't lose too much juice. Just to throw this out there. Minus uh, six-point teaser is minus 120 on DK. Make sure you're placing it on DK. FanDuel gets you worse odds. Don't fall for that crap. Next one, we have Buffalo minus 13.5, Tampa Bay minus 9.5. This, to me, is a a 6.5-point teaser because then you get Buffalo minus 7 and then Tampa Bay minus 3. That is perfect right there. That one fits. And it's our second bet of the week. Chargers minus 2.5 is our third. Green Bay, get the point, or get the half point, get it under 3. Uh, so Green Bay minus three is our fourth bet of the week. We have Denver minus three. That is our fifth bet of the week. The Rams minus three and a half. That's our sixth bet of the week. And then Ryan, I see you highlighted the Browns. Browns money line. That is our seventh and final bet of the week. So uh, appreciate all you guys listening out there. Sorry we were on the hiatus last week. It was my week off of PA school, and I was uh, in no <laughs> mental state to do any sort of recording or anything. Pretty sure I was drunk for about 72 hours straight. Uh, that minimum. Yeah. I We still won money last week on football somehow. I think it was just because I backed the uh, Chargers with multiple, multiple units uh, compared to everything else. The rest of the week was honestly just shit. I think the ship starts to write, write sometime soon, so something to keep in mind there. Ryan, uh, last thing, I know that you're out on your um, survivor pool. What is your one or two? Let's give two, maybe three quick picks on what would be your survivor bets this week. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, got to go probably back to the well here for Buffalo. I feel like some guys have may have used them, um, but they're got to be up there as far as like a matchup goes, um, Arizona against Carolina, but that one, I probably hesitate a little bit more. I probably run down then to Tampa at Washington. Tampa's not going to lose. You could save them for next week against the giants. If you haven't already used them, um, Indy against Jacksonville. I don't see a scenario where Indy loses that game. Um, again, if you're stretching Dallas versus Atlanta, isn't terrible. Um, a lot of people I know probably had Baltimore versus Miami. That one lost. <clears throat> Joey, they had probably 77% chance to win that game, and they got absolutely destroyed. Um, the other one, if you're really reaching, because we're getting to it here, um, running out of teams to pick, you know, I don't love it, but Pittsburgh versus Detroit is still a matchup. Um, you just have a team that can win a few games versus a team that hasn't won shit. So, again, reaching maybe a little bit there. However, this is the part of the season where reaching is something that everybody is doing. Uh, so that may be an option for you if you already haven't picked the Steelers. So I'm not going to give just one there, Joe, just because there's too many, there's, there's too much variance in what teams have, people have left at this point. Uh, so one of those teams probably somebody hasn't used. Um, looking ahead to next week, uh, a couple decent matchups. You have Tennessee versus Houston. You have Tampa versus the Giants. You have Cleveland versus Detroit. And if you really want to stretch it, you have San Fran versus Jacksonville. So starting to be some more slim pickings here. Um, but, uh, yeah, should be uh, should be interesting. This is probably a better week than it will be next week for some of these Survivor picks. And if you're still alive in Survivor, kudos to you because the last two weeks have probably been horrible for you. So. Um, anyways, we wrap it up here. I want to remind each and every one of you to follow us at Our Waiters on Twitter and TikTok, where we continue to post content and retweet breaking news along with our initial reactions to it. Maybe even argue with you on Odell Beckham Jr. and his lack of participation in the last couple of years. 
Please like, subscribe, rate, download, and share this podcast with whomever you can so we may continue to grow our product. This is also your weekly reminder that if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please text or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Understanding these people are here to help you if you are in need. Ryan, send me to the bar. For Joey and I, we both want to thank all of you for listening to us today. And here is our reminder that we are winning our wagers and we are here to help you win yours. Thank you.